You're listening to the sermon cast of First Presbyterian Church Spartanburg. To watch the full video of this worship service and to learn more about the ministries of our church, visit us online at fpcspartanburg.org. We hope you enjoy the message. Today's scripture passage is definitely a familiar one. You've already heard um, Pastor John Daniel talk a little bit about the cloud of witnesses. Here's the verse from which it comes. Hebrews 12, verses one and two. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of the Lord. One of the things that I have always loved as I was growing up particularly was to lay in the grass after playing hard out on a spring day or a summer day and just lay there in the grass and watch the clouds go by. Ever done that? I loved looking at all the shapes in the clouds. There were animals, there were household items, there were automobiles, and even people who came to life in the puffy white cotton of the clouds that were ever-changing, just floating by. Now, I still do that today. Maybe you do too on occasion. As Eddie and I sit on our back porch and watch the day wind down in storm formations or sunset colors or those clouds just streaking across the sky. I get amazed by what I see. Sometimes the formations spark memories from past places and people near to me. I remember and I am comforted by these images and these faces that come to mind. So when All Saints Day comes around again on the church calendar, and we hear that great verse from Hebrews that we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, the words come alive as I envision faces of those who have been important to me during my life, those both living and dead, who form a cloud of love and encouragement and guidance and faith swirling around me and living in my head and my heart and in front of my face. Now I'm not talking about a cloud of disembodied heads floating around in Halloween horror style, but rather this sense that I am surrounded and encouraged by all those faithful ones throughout my life that give me courage and insight and joy and strength, knowing that they have all walked this journey before me, that they have endured the trials and weathered the storms of life. These people surround me with love and hope and peace And I know that they can show me how to live and walk this life now if I listen 
to their witness. Today, we call those people in our lives saints. When I was younger, I did not particularly aspire to being a saint, at least not as I understood it. For one thing, I thought to be a saint, I thought you had to be this goody-goody and a dead goody-goody at that, which is not very appealing to me. Then you have to have lived a life of super piety, which clearly was beyond my ability. And finally, you had to be voted in to this exclusive club that the Pope runs of those permitted to use the word saint in front of their name. That's an election that I could never win. But now I have come to look at sainthood differently, in a biblical way. The Greek word translated as saint literally means holy one, holy one. A saint is someone who is claimed by God, who belongs to God forever. Whatever holiness there is in this person comes by virtue of belonging to God and is totally by God's grace and is not anything that we humans can accomplish. You know, it's also been said that a saint is a forgiven sinner. As sinners, we all qualify. Is there anybody here who doesn't think they qualify for that title? And in accepting God's forgiveness for our sins, we make commitments to live lives close to God, to devote ourselves to following Jesus Christ, and therefore live lives of holiness. The saints, the holy ones of God, are human beings, real people just like you and me, And it is our humanness that keeps our feet on the ground and binds us to each other and to all God's children. Claimed by God to be God's people, we are the saints of God living now. We are God's witness to a world in need of hearing God's message of love and grace and forgiveness Now I think of baptism as our doorway to the company of God's people, the saints. In our baptism liturgy that we do every time we baptize a child or an adult, we hear these words. In baptism, God claims us and seals us to show that we belong to God. God frees us from sin and death, uniting us with Jesus Christ in his death and resurrection. By water and the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, the body of Christ, and joined to Christ's ministry of love, peace, and justice. Now, hearing that again, I want you to notice about it that the initiative in baptism is totally God's work. Our sacrament of baptism is in response to what God has already done in us and in Jesus Christ and to God's specific call to each of us by name. Remember, a child, 
we say their name as we baptize them because God is calling them. By our baptism, each one of us becomes a part of the church in the body of Christ. And we join the ranks of the saints with countless others in every land and every language and every race. And this is what theologians have called the visible church, containing all of us who are serving God in the world today. But there is also another aspect of the church, and that is the invisible church, which is made up of others, the saints of the past, those faithful ones who have gone before us. By their baptism, it was as it, was as it is for us. They were claimed by God to be God's people forever. So we find ourselves in their company too, all a part of the great communion of saints. The connection between our baptism into the body of Christ comes with a straight line to our baptism into the church triumphant and our death. It is a very personal link to the saints gone before us into heaven and an an eternity in God's loving presence along with those saints, especially those we have personally loved. I love that phrase, communion of the saints, found in the Apostles' Creed. And when we say it so often, we just probably pass it by and don't even think about it when we say it. We don't think about its true meaning for each of us. To be in the communion of the saints, of the living and the dead, that's a powerful thing. It is a comforting thing that we are all together. In looking for art for today's bulletin, as is the job of the preacher for the week, I came across the image shown today on your bulletin. I want you to pull it out for a moment. I want you to focus on it not just on all those heads that multitude of the saints gathered, but on the placement of the arms, embracing each other without boundaries or impediments, but in loving embrace. And then I want you to focus on the face of the woman at the bottom of the picture. What expression does she have on her face? How do you describe it? To me, it is a look of deep contentment, peace, joy, that everything is right now. And there is nothing better than being together with these saints of God forever in God's presence. It's heaven. This is what comes to us in the great cloud of witnesses and its communion of the saints. Today I want you to remember the other saints in your life and celebrate their place in your life. 
Who might you recall today that you miss? I especially today, every year, recall my parents who gave me gifts of love and faith. And I rejoice that they are with me in the communion of the saints. It was they who, after all, brought me to a font in Gastonia, North Carolina, eight months after my birth, so long ago, and claimed God's promises on my behalf. So today, I want you to rejoice. Let each one of us rejoice today that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses that encourages us to run the race of life with perseverance and faith. And then when we come to the table today, remember that the faithful of every time and place join us in the celebration of the gift of Jesus Christ. Our coming to the table is a foreshadowing of the great banqueting table in heaven where all of us are gathered and will be gathered. And finally, remember that in life and in death, you belong to God. And you are one of God's saints forevermore. And I thank you that you have been saints to me. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, the whole earth is full of your glory. And yet you have made yourself known to us through particular men and women living in every time and place. We thank you for those whose paths have crossed ours, who have left us with an unmistakable awareness of your grace and love, who have led us toward you. Holy God, we thank you for all the saints who have enriched our journeys, who reminded us that we are creatures made in your image, sons and daughters of God. So we give you thanks and praise for the communion of saints through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.